Hi, everyone. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer at Majesco, and you're listening to the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast series. Follow along as I interview the best and brightest leaders in the insurance industry and insure tech landscape to bring you the latest in digital transformation, innovation, industry trends, challenges, and opportunities, as well as next-gen technologies. We use our experience to anticipate what's next without losing sight of what's now. Stay tuned to find out your next now. Welcome, everybody, uh, to our Future of Insurance podcast series. And I'm absolutely thrilled to have Peggy Klingel from Allstate joining me today. Peggy and I have gotten to know each other over the last five to seven years in the insure tech space. And she's been doing a lot with Allstate with regard to innovation and really keeping a pulse on uh, the companies that are out there in the insure tech space that could provide some value. So Peggy, welcome. Looking forward to our conversation. Thanks, Denise. I'm happy to be here. So Peggy, I always like to start off because the audience sometimes does not know everybody. Why don't you give a little bit of background on yourself, your role, and a little bit about Allstate? Awesome. Well, thanks, Denise. My name is Peggy Klingel. My background is in sales and business development, and I've worked in a variety of industries. Most recently, I've probably spent over 10 years now in the insurance industry. I typically help companies develop partnerships that open new channels and revenue opportunities. I joined Allstate five and a half years ago now to put together a startup engagement strategy and program. I'm currently Director of Corporate Development, and I focus on partner programs for Allstate. So I'm happy to be here and excited to talk about uh, a lot of the opportunity areas in the industry with InsurTechs. So, you know, Peggy, during the period of time that you've been at Allstate, this whole topic of innovation has really shifted and evolved over the last uh, five plus years and really how companies approach it, where probably, you know, when you and I first met, it was more about a project or a department that kind of drove innovation. And now it's really about how does it really kind of embed within the different areas of the operation that it can really be operationalized to kind of drive more relentless innovation. Share your views on the evolution of innovation and what have we learned as an industry to make it more impactful and operationalize it? Those are some great observations. I think definitely as we look back to the beginning, as innovation really started to take hold in the industry, and it's been going on for a long time in different forms, we saw innovation teams that were separate often. And that's back in the days of running, you know, in-house accelerators and innovation labs. And we were learning about the technology. And so these teams would evaluate technology and then kind of bring it to a business unit on a silver platter and say, hey, this is cool, can you use it? And it was a good start. And at the time, we were able to be more transparent with customers. Maybe we were giving them access to our claims process to see where we were at going through our steps or in an underwriting process, we were able to provide them with guidance on what documents we might need or the types of information, how to provide that information to our underwriters. Technology continued to change very rapidly, actually. And so the innovation approach had to shift as well. And so at Allstate, we have pockets of innovation uh, within our business units all over the enterprise. That has allowed us to be much closer to the customer and to that business unit that's working with the customer. 
And so we've moved from, I think, in the industry as a whole, away from innovating to test and to learn about the technology to being much more aware of what the technology can do and not just assuming what the customer needs, but using the technology to test and iterate so that we can drive value for our customers and be very specific in the outcomes that we're looking for. One of the things we were together on a panel at ITC this year, and one of the things that we talked about as a panel was that at the heart of change within the industry are customers and risk. You had some pretty interesting perspectives about that, about the customer and what you see as what our customers doing uh, that is really driving change and disruption for insurance, the different types of risks that are emerging and what the ramification is for the industry. Kind of, why don't you share your perspective there, uh, Peggy, because you had some great insights. Yeah, I think that uh, the customer is driving disruption in all kinds of industries and the pandemic for sure accelerated that because I think the customers became more vocal. They expected (laughs) that online experience. So uh, they weren't very patient any longer. And clearly we had to move much more quickly. Their expectation before where they were doing a lot of shopping online and comparing and a little bit of binding, customers that weren't even binding online suddenly found that they needed to purchase insurance online if they wanted to avoid going out, you know, when, when they were afraid to go out with the pandemic. There's been a big increase in an interest in that. And so the industry has been shifting very quickly to figure out how to support that. I think we're still seeing, though, especially with more complicated risks, a role for the agent that has started to emerge because the pandemic, if anything, you would have thought would be, you know, the the prediction of the end of the agent, which was harkened so many years ago. But we're seeing that the agent becomes part of that omni-channel experience supporting the digital platform experience where the customer maybe originally started their journey. As we see all of these changes in the market from different markets and risks and customer chains and everything going digital, the way that we've done business for the last few decades, there's been very little change. We may have used newer technology, but we really didn't change the way that we did business. Our processes remain relatively the same how we engage. And it was a very internal kind of perspective. Why is that going to be a challenge for insurers going forward? And how is innovation a crucial part of redefining and rethinking that business process and those business models? Sure. That's definitely a big change that's been going on. And I think that it's always fun to think a little bit about how business used to be done in the past. And unfortunately, maybe in a few cases, you know, still being done with fax machines or whatever, in a variety of industries. In fact, I read an article recently about Japan. They have an initiative going on in Japan and the government to eliminate floppy disks. It caught my eye uh, because apparently they have some towns that still have systems and stuff and government groups that are running on platforms. You know, they're not even platforms. They're running on computers with floppy disks. And of course, that reminded me of our legacy system challenges. Um, fortunately, I'm not aware of any floppy disks in, in action, but hopefully there aren't any. It just shows that we have moved in a, in a new direction, a very big shift. If you look at the earlier days of insurance, especially our new consumers are expecting that digital experience. So we have to adapt because the risks are changing, whether that's related to weather or cyber insurance that has increased in importance and underwriting processes have adapted as a result. So we're all trying to figure out how to adapt much more quickly 
and provide that simple purchase experience for the customer. And I think that as innovation's role in all this is helping us to see what's possible. Uh, just watching, you know, some of the best sessions in some of these conferences are listening to others talk about what they've accomplished uh, so that you can start to imagine, well, if they did that, maybe I can do this thing over here. That innovation track of innovators within the business units are really driving that change because we're all looking for that omni-channel experience. We can't do it with the old technology and the legacy systems. And the innovation teams have moved right up there to the front lines with the business unit to make sure that we have an ongoing innovation process going on. It's, it's not like we put in a technology and we quit looking at it. We continue to evaluate it because that may not be the best solution going forward, but it might be the best for today. We're going to have to constantly evolve. And I think in today's kind of macroeconomic kind of perspective where we've got some challenges with inflation and increasing costs and stuff, obviously cost is a crucial area that people are trying to really manage that down and manage it more effectively. But at the same time, there's really about growth and profitable growth uh, because they're a protection gap. And I think the recent cat events um, have highlighted that lack of, of protection in the market. And so customers are looking for new channels that they can actually go in and purchase that insurance or new types of products. Agents and brokers are still really important, but there's the marketplaces. There's new kinds of partnerships and there's embedded insurance, you know, that you're partnering with some people to offer insurance at the point that the customers really want to do. I think you guys have been at the forefront of doing some of that. And I know it's an area that you've really been tracking as well. Kind of give your perspective on what are the exciting areas in the marketplace of these different alternative channels that really meet customers when and where they need insurance and uh, will hopefully help decrease that protection gap. Yeah, I think that there's a lot going on, and especially as, as you'd mentioned with embedded insurance, the, the opportunities there are huge. What's interesting for me to watch related to this, uh, frankly, is uh, the resurgence of the agent's role. And that role being different now because it's supported by digital channels. I think that's good for the industry to get rid of the talk of them going away. And it's serving a really important role in supporting that omni-channel customer experience. And in addition to that, I think the industry is learning how to work with partners. We didn't do that a lot. You know, years ago, we all built stuff ourselves and we were really good at it. And that worked really well. But the ability to work with partners and opening up new distribution channels via APIs or uh, data sources that allow us to personalize that customer journey are happening across multiple product lines. So it's not just, of course, travel insurance was probably the, <laughs> the beginning of embedded insurance, but you know, it's not just you know, a couple products here and there. It's figuring out how to do that across all of the products that are out there and what other new products can be developed as a result of this new way to engage with the customer. I think that these embedded experiences and the ability to do that with a product is going to fast become table stakes and where a lot of the growth is going to be. You were kind of mentioning technology previously, and I'd like to kind of focus in on that because it's something that is really, I think, increasingly strategic and important for insurance companies to really consider the types of technology that they really need. And it really underpins and enables innovation like what we've been talking about. 
you know, there's the, the concept of cloud now, cloud native. And while we have a lot of companies that have modernized their operations with some technology, they did it in an on-premise and in a very customized way. And we now have cloud native solutions that really provide, I think, a lot of interactivity, interconnectedness, and allows a lot more flexibility to really kind of launch new products and do things in a really interesting way. And it ties into the ability to have partnerships with an ecosystem of partners, whether it's to do some digital types of capabilities or it's to provide some value-added services, or it's also about data and analytics and being able to kind of weave in and access data and analytics that increase are in the cloud to be able to do underwriting and to be able to do claims. Kind of talk about your perspective on kind of this evolution that we've seen pretty rapidly in the last three to four years of moving to the cloud looking at advanced analytics, looking at, in some ways, uh, these really expansive partnerships and ecosystems that are going to really be fundamental to really meeting the needs of customers going forward. Yeah, that, that's a lot to unpack. That's a, some really good observations, Denise. And, and really, I think the center of where the industry is headed. Clearly, the move to the cloud, it was happening before the pandemic, but really accelerated um, quickly for a lot of folks. And having a platform that can enable innovation almost requires it to be in the cloud, be able to connect to other solutions in the cloud. And so there's a lot of interest in platforms that are able to do that. Part of the challenge, I think, with that, that the industry is grappling with is what we do with the data, the data that has been housed in our secure legacy environments and how we share that data with applications that are out in the cloud. So there's a lot more interest in data security and governance and who uses the data, who sees it, and specifically what that data flow is. You know, maybe it happened more in the past, or maybe it did happen in the past, but I can tell you now that all the partnerships that we work with, there is a central discussion on the data that we are either accessing if we're looking at a data provider or that we may be sharing if it's something that's being shared for whatever reason um, to take advantage of a new technology. And we are mapping out every data element and how it flows, you know, through whatever ecosystem might flow through a couple partners, right? And that whole process is now ingrained in our onboarding of partners and evaluation of technology. And it happens early in the evaluation. And that wasn't going on, you know, five plus years ago because everything was kept inside, you know, we didn't have to worry about it. So uh, there's a lot of work going on with that because we have to be able to access internal and external data, use data and analytics, marry that together and produce the new products, the customized journey that the customer is, is expecting from us. I think once again, back to technology, I think one of the things that has really shifted how we work with partners is as we've moved to the cloud and as we've got these more platform solutions is the whole concept of APIs. APIs have really kind of accelerated our ability to really establish partnerships in a much more uh, proactive, innovative way. I see it really kind of accelerating what we're going to be able to do at really rethinking how we process business in the future. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. You can't have an ecosystem without APIs. Uh, you can't have an ecosystem if we're trying to shelter data behind big firewalls. At the same time, we have a duty to protect our customers' data. And so there's a, 
a lot of moving parts that need to come together. And as the industry continues to move in this direction, and I think it will, that's where the growth is going to be. And the companies that are able to figure out how to do this and get comfortable with it and make sure they've got the right security wrapped around it and the right governance on what's happening to that data and what we can and cannot do with it, uh, they're going to be in a really good position to provide the types of experiences that the customers are looking for. Like I said earlier, we were both at InsureTech Connect uh, this year. You know, I kind of gave a perspective on kind of what I saw as kind of five kind of um, big themes from an InsureTech perspective. What did you see, Peggy? What were the overarching themes and hot topics that for those insurers that weren't there, they really need to pay attention to? It was a great conference. I'll say it's an impressive event and really good for the industry that we have that ability to come together like that. I hope that the many people that were there were able to go back to their organizations with all kinds of great new innovation ideas they can implement. If I look at maybe the top three, and, and there were probably many themes there, but the top three things that I, I, I'm thinking about you know, from that and looking forward Obviously, embedded uh, insurance was probably the winner on the hit parade of hot topics from InsureTech. <laughs> I actually, uh, when I was running from one session to another, I, I walked into a session. I didn't really pay attention. I thought I was in the right room. I wasn't. I get in there and it is like packed. It had just started, but every chair, like front row and all, is full. People are lined up down the sides and double deep across the back. Oh, wow. And, yeah. So I turned around. I was like, well, this isn't my room. I figured it out pretty quickly. But I had to check the title on my way out. And of course, you know, it was on embedded insurance. So, you know, there's your sign when, you know, it, it brings that many people to crowd into, you know, a pretty big room, frankly, to hear about it, that it's really a hot topic. One area that I'm looking at is the increasing use of, of artificial intelligence, AI availability in platforms. And almost the, we're getting to like a democratization of, of AI and its availability, it started that when we, like, if you looked at aerial imagery, you know, we, we would get data and then our data scientists would look at it and try to figure out, you know, can we underwrite from this or can we, you know, inform on a claims situation. And the people providing the data, whether it's aerial or other data, that some of these technology platforms now, they're providing the AI with it. And so carriers and brokers and, and companies that maybe don't have a big data scientist shop now have the ability to get some insights from external data that they maybe not have had the capacity to do before. And I think that this is going to be really interesting to watch because we're starting to get to the point where a lot of companies are going to start to get a lot of benefit from the new uses of data and companies that aren't focused on these insights and finding ways to really leverage data analytics are going to struggle to compete in the future. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think both of those were really key areas. And, you know, I think it gets back to something that I've written about is level of maturity around data and analytics. Given how important data is for our industry, it's, it's really kind of in many ways shocking how immature we are in general as an industry as compared to other industries. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And just imagine how fast I think it can take off when it's, you know, it's almost like analytics as a service is available on some of these platforms. And so the companies that figure out how to use that are really going to be in a, a better position. And we're going to see some that if they don't figure it out, they're really going to be at a disadvantage. 
it's got a, a big impact, a big potential impact on the industry. I actually think both embedded and, and data and analytics both have huge potential impacts that a lot of people are really have blinders on to both of them. If the embedded, it's, it's funny. I think that you always point to travel insurance. That's how, you know, the simplest way to explain it. Everybody understands that. But it is so much more than that. It is so much more about, you know, it, it's obviously a distribution, you know, opportunity, but it's really about the customer experience, you know, and how we can be when and where they need us with the right product. You know, that's what's really cool about it. Well, and in many ways, it's really about who's going to end up owning the customer relationship. We did a video because I kind of wrote about it. Are you going to be the orchestrator or are you going to be part of the orchestra? If you're going to be part of the orchestra, you're really just a product provider and you're not going to really manage or own that overall customer relationship to really help meet their broader set of needs. And there are companies out there that are looking at doing that broader set of needs and, and orchestrating and partnering with a lot of different companies to be able to bring that all together. And I think that's an interesting strategic conversation that a lot of insurers need to have. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I think it'll be interesting to see the experiments that get done and as companies try and figure out where that fits in their strategy. And some companies might decide they're going to be a really good product provider. I think it'll be interesting to see just how the industry changes. You know, the dynamics could be wildly different in 10 years as we see how all these ecosystems start to emerge. As we're kind of closing in here, let's kind of go back to InsureTech. It's a conversation that I've had with some of the other InsureTech influencers that we're beginning to see a new phase of InsureTech emerging where, you know, this first era over the last five to six years was really heavily focused on the front end and with distribution, really trying to create some different kind of innovative products. What do you think are the learnings of this first era? And what do you think focus will be on in the next era for InsureTech? I would agree. I think we are moving into a, a new era. It was probably starting a little bit before the pandemic because we started kind of curious about insure techs. And of course, some of them were coming in to disrupt and change the whole industry. And we've, <laughs> we've, we've all grown up from that and figured out, hey, you know, we're better together here. <laughs> we can do more if we work with each other to, to support our, our mutual customers. So I think that we've pivoted to cooperation and profitable growth. We've learned now to look at new entrants, not necessarily as competitors, and to be more curious about it. And it's not just the insure techs. I mean, a, a lot of folks have come in and come out of the industry and are dabbling in, in different ways to either provide insurance or partner with us. We wouldn't have probably thought, you know, five plus years ago. I think that current challenges and funding and valuations are going to be something to watch that is almost marking a shift in the type of focus that some of the insure techs are going to have. We're obviously looking for business models that are going to be viable and profitability becomes much more important, I think, than it was earlier days of some of the early insure techs. The industry is always focused on growth, but we are focused on growing profitably and looking at new ways to engage the customer, different, uh, whether it's embedded insurance or with new products that we didn't have before through partners. Uh, it's, a, it's a wide open canvas right now, uh, thanks to a lot of the new technology that's been emerging and our ability to start to consume it. Um, and it's, it's, there's a lot to watch. So it's going to be a wild ride, I think, for the next uh, five plus years here. 
It sure will be. And it's been fun on this current ride. And I think it'll be even more exciting on the next ride. And glad, glad we'll be doing it together, Peggy. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see where we go. So I always like to end my podcast with this last question. And the funny thing, Peggy, is that with all of the people that have participated in the podcast, we've only got a couple of duplicate. So what I'd like you to do is pick one word or phrase to describe the future of insurance and and explain why. No pressure here, Peggy. Yeah, I know you like this question. And so I, I thought about it. And I'll tell you, I had some fun. I'm looking at, there's really some cool words you can use, you know? So I had a little fun with it, but frankly, I came right back to a basic one because it's, it's what I say when people ask me about, you know, what, what's going on in insurance. And that word is exciting. Uh, insurance is exciting. And it almost sounds like it shouldn't be. But for those of us that are in it, I think we understand that. And as I look at my experience, it's, I think that's why people come into the industry because I've met so many people that weren't in insurance and now they are. And then they don't leave and they get hooked on it. And that's why I think it's, it's just an exciting industry to be with. I think that you're totally right. Once you're in your net, you don't leave. So for those that are just entering the industry, expect to stay there for your career. But I think it's one of those businesses that has a really noble cause because we really underpin, you know, economies and, and businesses and people's financial wellness in their lives. And I think when we have major events, you know, like we saw with Hurricane Ian or, you know, other cat events or fires or whatever it may be, we recognize the real importance and the real noble aspects about insurance to try to make people whole and help them kind of regain that footing that they don't have. It can get pretty emotional when you really talk to people and understand why it was so valuable for them. And I think it's, it's one of those industries that we don't really express that enough about the noble cause that we really have, Peggy. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Well, Peggy, as always, it's a it's a pleasure visiting with you. I know we we have a chat every so often to keep each other kind of up to date on what we're seeing and and doing that. And I'm looking forward to continuing that and looking forward to sharing this out with uh, with others to kind of get your perspective on things, which um, is is always amazing. Thanks, Peggy. Thanks, Denise. Always enjoy the conversations. That's it for this week's episode of Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast. Subscribe to our market-leading podcast series available wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in the next time. <music>